This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In today's episode, we're talking about the Tesla death ray. That's correct, the Tesla death ray. Before we get into it, though, we should just note that Nikola Tesla was a prolific inventor, and he contributed to numerous fields of science and engineering throughout his lifetime. In fact, they said it's difficult to put an exact number of things he invented, but we know that he invented, uh, or he discovered at least, alternating current, that's AC, the Tesla coil, Tesla turbine, wireless communication, remote control, x-rays, the induction motor, neon lamp, bladeless turbine and Tesla os- oscillator. I think recently they've even decided that he, you know, Marconi had used so many of Tesla's patents in building his uh, first radio that actually Tesla should have been named the inventor of the radio. If we talk to the old chat box, it tells us that these are just a few of the many inventions and discoveries attributed to Tesla. It says he held over 300 patents in his lifetime and made significant contributions to fields such as electrical engineering, physics, and electromagnetism. I mean, clearly this guy was a, was a genius. Now, if we ask about this Tesla's death ray, we're going to get into this a little bit further. But just off the top, it says the, death, the Tesla death ray is a popular name given to a hypothetical weapon concept. And it says it was never fully realized by Nikola Tesla. We don't really know that. The idea for the death ray originated from Tesla's experiments with directed energy weapons and particle beams in the early 20th century. That's not actually correct, and we're going to get we'll get into that into another article. But this idea of a death ray had been bouncing around since the early 1900s, and what what uh, uh, Tesla was trying to do was really <clears throat> was beyond that. This is Tesla's initial concept involved a large and complex device that would transmit highly focused beams of particles such as electrons, protons, or ions over long distances. The device would create a powerful electric field that could ionize the air and propel particles at high speed toward a target, causing damage and destruction. The theoretical range of the weapons was said to be several miles, and it was purported to be able to destroy entire armies or cities. You know, you may kind of just write that off, but remember, this is the guy that discovered the alternating current. I mean, he's the reason why we have the ability to plug our cell phones into the wall and recharge them. He's the reason that we have cell phones. I mean, he discovered a wireless communication. This guy was just an absolute genius. It says, after Tesla's death in 1943, his papers and research notes were seized by the U.S. government and classified as top secret. Now, this is what I asked the... Uh, chat box about, about, and it got really evasive with me, you know, this is what, this is what I don't like about AI, you know, they say garbage in, garbage out, so I asked, I asked, you know, chat box what, what went on with with Tesla's papers, and we know what happened, the federal government went in and just took everything, because this stuff was, it was way too much of a security risk not to, it's 1943, World War II, right, so chat box says after Tesla's death in 1943, his personal papers and research notes were seized by the U.S. government and classified as top secret. The government was concerned that Tesla's research could be used by enemy countries during World War II 
and thus deemed it necessary to keep the information confidential. <laughs> I mean, we have no idea what was in there, but we know the guy was a genius. And it goes on, it says, for years, Tesla's papers remained under lock and key, and it wasn't until 1952 that they were finally released to Tesla's relatives. However, many of the papers were still heavily redacted. Well, of course, just like when they make FOIA requests today, all the good parts are blacked out. It says, over the years, many of Tesla's papers and inventions have been lost or destroyed. In some cases, this was due to the secretive nature of his work, which led to experiments being dismantled. In other cases, it was simply due to neglect or lack of interest in his work. <clears throat> you know, I'm seeing a pattern here. You have this uh, eccentric genius dies, the guy, the father of AC, the father of wireless communication, responsible for so much of what made you know, the, the United States, a modern country, the world, actually. He dies. They send in, um, they, they send in government agents to take everything. And then no one knows what happens to all these papers. What are the good idea did he find out? But we do know that there were some big technological breakthroughs made over the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And we have to, I have to wonder myself, is the government, are they taking this stuff? Are they taking the papers from Tesla? I mean, were there marketable ideas on there? Were there plans to build things like cell phones and color televisions? I mean, I don't know. How, the, the first computers, I mean, who knows what this guy created? Did the federal government, did the agents of the deep state, did they take that material and then parcel it out to their friends and allow them to profit off of it the same way they've done with so much of the UFO videos that have come out recently? They just give them to somebody they like. That person's allowed to monetize them. Instead of putting this thing in a publicly available marketplace, who knows? Now, here's where things get strange with Mr. Chat GTP. I thought he was just completely pro Democrat. But, of course, we know, and we'll get to this article in a minute, we know that uh, I think it was Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's uncle, or great uncle, I think it was his uncle. He worked for the feds, I guess a really intelligent dude, and he was one of the people involved in going in and. Uh, gathering up these papers as a national security risk and taking him and taking him to I don't know if it was FBI or wherever headquarters. So I said, was a relative of Donald Trump involved in taking of Tesla's paper? Well, guess what Mr. ChatGTP says? This is what really irritates me. There is no credible evidence to suggest that a relative of Donald Trump was involved in the taking of Tesla's papers. Well there have been rumors and a consp and conspiracy theories, gotta get that word in there. It must have been one of the first things that the people that programmed ChatGTP did was they put conspiracy theory right at the top of the list, linking the Trump family to the alleged theft of Tesla's papers. There is no concrete evidence to support these claims. It is important to note that the alleged theft of Tesla's papers is a matter of historical speculation and is not well documented, because that's a complete lie. While it is known that Tesla's papers were taken into custody by the U.S. government after his death, the fate and whereabouts of some of these papers remain unknown. However, there is no credible evidence to suggest that any member of the Trump family was involved in this process. <clears throat> I just responded that you need to check your facts. John Trump was in fact involved. Then I gave him a link to the article that I have for talking about it, which we're going to go over. Oh, they apologize all of a sudden. You know, I apologize for any confusion in my previous response. You know, I, I told ChatGTP, I don't, I don't really accept your apology. You're supposed to be this super intelligent artificial uh, intelligence thing, sentient by some by some uh, estimations, self-thinking, self-aware. You have the entire internet at your disposal, at the speed of light. You come back with a completely uh, 
inaccurate statement suggests that I'm a conspiracy theorist, that's not a mistake. That's that's lying. And I told him, I said, I think you're a liar. Oh, they're so sorry. No, how long should it take AI to find this article that I found about Donald Trump's uncle being involved in the seizure of the late Tesla's paperwork? Shouldn't take him long at all. It took me about two minutes. It should take AI less than two-tenths of a second. But yet, constantly when we ask him these controversial things about the deep state, it always wants to go right to conspiracy theorists and cover for, for deep state. All right, I'm off the track a little bit, but what I'm getting at is there's this idea, and it seems quite plausible, that Tesla had invented some kind of death ray. That's the notion. And that the blueprints for that thing were undoubtedly uh, gathered up and whisked away after his death. And one of the actors in that drama was Donald Trump's uncle, which is, you just see the players. The names change, the roles change, but it's like we're watching a big, giant a drama play out on the stage in front of us. You know, we get all excited about this one or that one. This guy's going to save the day. This guy's going to do this. This guy's going to do that. And the more you dig, you the more you find out how they're all they're all interrelated, like some sort of royal family. A lot of them are related to the royal family. So I want to go ahead and take a look at this next article. Now, I don't want to uh, go too far into the weeds on this, but I want to cite this article uh, regarding Trump's connection to Tesla. And this is from BigThink.com. It says, Nikola Tesla's surprising connection to Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton stated uh, July 30th, 2016. So this would have been before... Trump was elected. It says, an unpredictable, as unpredictable as the current U.S. presidential elections have been, a striking historical side note lies in the connection to the famous Serbian inventor Nikola Tesla. A few days after Tesla died on January 8, 1943, his possessions were seized by officials from the amazingly named Government of Office of Alien Property. About three weeks after that, all of Tesla's things and documents were given a thorough examination by a group of FBI agents that included none other than John G. Trump. So Trump was an FBI agent, this John G., the uncle of the current Republican candidate for U.S. President, Donald J. Trump. See how easy that was to find this article, BigThink.com? But ChatGTP wanted to imply that I was a conspiracy theorist because I said that Donald Trump had a relative that was involved with the confiscation of the late Nikola Tesla's papers. Clearly, this is not even something that's denied, but they're trying to memory hole it. Trump's uncle was, by all accounts, a very accomplished and intelligent man, an MIT professor of engineering who helped design X-ray machines for cancer patients and did radar research work for the Army during World War II. Now, wait a minute. It says he was an MIT professor, right, of engineering, and he's doing all this research for cancer patients and radar work during World War II, which would have been going on right then. But what does it describe John G. Trump is in the paragraph before? An examination by a group of FBI agents that included none other than John G. Trump. I was telling you he's an FBI agent. So he's an MIT professor who is also an FBI agent. Do you see the overlap here between the deep state and the deep education? Okay. Just, just think about that for one second. It says, John G. Trump's analysis of Tesla's papers concluded, Tesla's thoughts and efforts during at least during the, during the at least the past 15 years were primarily of a speculative, philosophical, and somewhat promotional character 
but did not include new sound workable principles or methods for realizing such results. Number one, his methods might have been so advanced that they weren't workable to the average person or even to a really smart guy like John Trump. And number two, what do you think he's going to say? Wow, he's invented this thing called a death ray. It's amazing. We're not sure how to build it, but if this thing works, we could rule the world. Is that what you expect him to say? goes on and says, But such official dismissal of the significance of the papers, Tesla left behind, understandably did not set well with many folks throughout the next 73 years, as if the government would be willing to admit that it found plans for, let's say, the death ray that Tesla was working on in the last years of his life. That kind of situation is ground zero for conspiracy theories. Yeah, conspiracy theories are maybe just, you know, uh, logical thinking... I don't know. Common sense. The papers have partially been released, but are still really hard to track down. What became of Tesla's most secretive tech is still potentially a mystery if you are not inclined to believe that sort of thing. Who was the, who has the papers? Did Tesla really develop the death ray? Donald Trump himself often refers to his uncle, invoking John Trump's intelligence as a sort of voucher for his own genetic and historical pedigree. Quote, my uncle used to tell me about nuclear before nuclear was nuclear, Trump said in one interview, according to the New Yorker magazine. This would likely be referring to hydrogen bombs rather than the first nuclear bombs as Trump was born in 1946, after the atomic age was already upon us. Trump also recalled to the Times how the uncle would tell me many years ago about the power of weapons someday, that the destructive force of these weapons would be so massive that it's going to be a scarier world. Certainly expected talk from someone entrusted by the government to look at a game-changing doomsday weaponry. John G. Trump's brilliance and his connection to the incident and his connection to the intellectual history of the country make him, in Trump's view, a kind of guarantee that he himself was smart, as he mentioned to the Boston Globe. And it goes on and talks a little bit about that. Um, it, it has some stuff in here about Hillary, too, apparently, and we're not going to get too far into this, maybe some other time. Now, I want to take a look at this next article that focuses a little more directly on uh, the Tesla weapon system. We have, we have, we've, we've, we've come up and we've covered the ground that Tesla was working on something called the death ray. He was working on a lot of different things. That when he died, he had a lot of paperwork he left behind, and that paperwork was seized by the federal government of which one of the employees that uh, reviewed it was Donald Trump's uncle, John G. Trump. Now let's take a little closer look at the death ray itself and see what that's all about. So focusing on this notion of a death ray that Tesla was said to be working on, if we go to teslauniverse.com, there's this article by Oliver Nicholson. It says, The Death Ray of Nikola Tesla, and it's written by Oliver Nicholson, like I said, January 1990. Subtitle says, Was the Tungusa event caused by a secret test of a weapon too terrible to describe? This is kind of the working theory, I guess, that Nestle, that uh, Tesla rather, was fooling around with this death ray machine, overshot his target, and inadvertently, called it, and inadvertently caused the Tunguska event, which, of course, was where, uh, I don't know, thousands and thousands of acres of, of pine trees were, were knocked over and devastated, but it looks like a meteorite hit it, but there's no uh, impact from the meteorite. I think scientists today uh, 
theorize that the meteorite or whatever it was blew up somewhere above the impact, and that's why there's no there's no evidence left from the meteorite itself, but you have the evidence being all the destruction. And I don't know how many people were killed. I think quite a few. But it was in a really remote area. If this would have happened, you know, over a big city, say London or New York or whatever, even over an area where a lot of food was grown at, this would have been uh, devastating for humanity. He starts off and says, The birth of death rays. The French ship Lena blew up in 1907. Electrical experts were sought by the press for an explanation. Many thought the explosion was caused by an electrical spark, and the discussion was about the origin of the ignition. I think the idea there that there was a spark, maybe back in the coal bin, there was coal dust that caused the explosion. Lee DeForest, inventor of the audio vacuum tube adopted by many radio broadcasters, pointed out that Nikola Tesla had experimented with a dirigible torpedo capable of delivering such destructive power to a ship through remote control, he noted He noted also that Tesla claimed the same technology used for remotely controlling vehicles also could project an electrical wave of sufficient intensity to cause a spark in a ship's magazine and explode it. Basically, it would be like using your cell phone to create a, to, you know, broadcast an electrical charged wave, I guess. Pretty scary, actually. This, and this is clear back in 1907. Now it says it was in the spring of 1924, however, that the same that time seemed best for death rays. For that year, many newspapers carried several stories about the invention of such rays in different parts of the world. Harry Grendel Matthews of London led the contenders in this early Star Wars race. The New York Times of the May 21st had this report, and it says Paris Dateline May 20. Of course, it's been 1924. It says, If confidence of Grindel Matthew, inventor of the so-called diabolical ray, and his discovery is justified, it may become possible to put the whole of an army out of action, destroy any air force, any force of airplanes, attack a city, or paralyze any fleet venturing within a certain distance of coast by visible rays. Grindel Matthew stated that his destructive rays would operate over a distance of four miles and that the maximum distance of this type of weapon would be seen for eight miles. Tests have been reported that the ray has been used to stop the operation of automobiles by arresting the action of the magnets and a quantity of gunpowder is said to have been exploded by playing the beams on it from a distance of 36 feet. Grindel Matthews also was able to electrocute mice, shrivel plants, and light the wick of an old lamp from the same distance away. Sensing something of importance, the New York Times copyrighted story on May 28th on a ray weapon developed by the Soviets. The story opened. News has leaked out from the communist circles in Moscow that behind Trotsky's recent war, like utters, lies an electromagnetic invention by a Russian engineer named Gamachikov for destroying airplanes. Of course, we know this probably wasn't the case because Russia suffered some terrible, terrible losses during World War II. This test of the destructive ray Continued had begun the previous August with the aid of German technical experts, and talks a little bit about that. And then it says Tesla enters the picture. Picking up the death ray stories on the wire service on the other side of the world, the Colorado Springs Gazette ran a local interest item on May 30th with the headline, Tesla discovered death ray in experiments he made here. The story recounted with a feeling of local pride. The inventor's 1899 researchers financed by John Jacob Astor. You know, this is what you find out about Tesla. 
he's always decades ahead of everybody else, no matter what it is. It says, Tesla's Colorado Springs tests were well remembered by local residents with a 200-foot pole topped by a large copper sphere. This is 1899, remember. Rising above his laboratory, he generated potentials that discharged lightning bolts up to 135 feet long. Thunder from the released energy could be heard 15 miles away in Cripple Creek. People walking along the streets were amazed to see sparks jumping between their feet and the ground and flames of electricity would spring from a tap when anyone when anyone turned them on for a drink of water light bulbs within 100 feet of the experiment tower, of the experimental tower glowed and then they were turned off horses at the livery stable received shocks through their metal shoes and bolted from the stalls even insects were affected butterflies became electrified and helplessly swirled in circles their wings sprouting blue halos of St. Elmo's fire. My goodness. The most pronounced effect, and the one that captured the attention of death ray inventors, occurred at Colorado Springs Electric Company Generating Station. One day, while Tesla was conducting a high-powered test, the crackling from inside the laboratory suddenly stopped. Bursting into the lab, Tesla demanded to know why his assistant had disconnected the coil. The assistant protested that he had not done anything. The power for the city's generator, the assistant said, must have quit. When the angry Tesla telephoned the power company, he received an equally angry reply that the electric company had not cut the power, but Tesla's experiment had destroyed their generator. The inventor explained to the electrical experimenter in August of 1917, this would have been 18 years later, what had happened. While running his transmitter at a power level of several hundred kilowatts, high-frequency currents were set up in the company's generators. These power currents caused heavy sparks to jump through the, through the windings and destroy the insulation. When the insulation failed, the generator shorted out and was destroyed. In 1935, he elaborated on the, on the destructive potential of the transmitter in the February issue of Liberty Magazine. He says, My invention requires a large plan, but once it is established, it will be possible to destroy anything men or machines approaching within a radius of 200 miles. He went on to make a distinction between his invention and those brought forward by others. He claimed that his device did not use any so-called death rays because such radiation cannot be produced in large amounts and rapidly becomes weaker over distance. Here, he likely had in mind a Grendel Matthews type of device which, according to contemporary reports, used a powerful ultraviolet beam to make the air conducting so that high-energy current could be directed into the target. The range of the ultraviolet searchlight would be much less than what Tesla was claiming. As he put it, all the energy of New York, approximately 2 million horsepower, or 1.5 billion watts, transferred into rays and projected 20 miles would not kill a human being. On the contrary, he said, my apparatus projects particles which may be relatively large, or microscopic dimensions, enabling us to convey a small area at a great distance, trillions of times more energy than is possible with rays of any kind. Many thousands of horsepower can be thus transmitted by a stream thinner than a hair, so that nothing can resist. He's talking about transporting, you know, a billion and a half, a billion and a half volts of electricity across uh, a stream the size of a human hair. Now, if he could even accomplish one hundredth of that, imagine. 
This is a drawback to having giant Tesla transmitters poised to shoot bolts of lightning at an enemy approaching the coast is that they would have to be located in an uninhabited area equal to its distance of protection. Anyone stepping into the defensive zone of the coils would be sensed as an intruder and struck down. Today, with the development of the oil drilling platforms, this disadvantage might be overcome by locating the lightning defensive systems at sea. So in other words, this thing wasn't working just like on a straight line. It was working in a circle. It says, as ominous as, as death ray and beam and beam, beam weapon technology may be in the future, there is another more destructive weapon system alluded to in Tesla's writing. When Tesla realized, as he pointed out in the 1990s century article, in the 1900s century article, rather, the problem of increasing human energy that economic forces will not allow the development of a new type of electrical engine of a new type of electrical generator able to supply power without burning fuel. Get that? So Tesla figured it out back in 1900 even. Economic forces would not allow the development of a new type of electrical generator able to supply power without burning fuel. You can put up all the solar panels, all the windmills you want. They're not going to let you have free energy. He was led to recognize that the transmission of electrical energy to any distance through the media as by far the, the best solution of the great problem of harnessing the sun's energy for the use of man. His idea was that relatively few generating plants located near waterfalls would supply his high-energy transmitters, which in turn would send power through the earth to be picked up wherever it was needed. A plan would require several of his transmitters to rhythmically pump huge amounts of electricity into the earth at pressure on the order of 100 million volts. The earth would become like a huge ball inflated to a great electrical potential, but pulsating to Tesla's imposed beat. Receiving energy from, the, from this high-pressure reservoir only would require a person to put a rod into the ground and connect it to a receiver operating in unison with the, with the earth's electrical motion. As Tesla described it, the entire apparatus for lighting the average city dwelling will contain no moving parts, whatever, and could be readily carried out, carried about in a small ballet. <laughs> the difference between the current that can be used to run a city by, say, a sewing machine and a, the current used as a method of destruction is a matter of timing, and the amount of electricity used to running a sewing machine for an hour was released in a millionth of a second would have a very different negative effect on the sewing machine. Tesla said his transmitter could produce 100 million volts of pressure with currents up to 1,000 amperes, which is a power level of 100 billion watts. 100 billion watts. If it was resonating at a radio frequency of 2, I don't know, 100, it's got 1, 2, 3, 4, looks like about a trillion joules of energy, or roughly the amount of energy released by the explosion of 10 megatons of TNT. Such a transmitter would be capable of projecting the energy of a nuclear warhead by radio. Any location in the world could be vaporized at the speed of light. So this is how amazing this guy is. He's got the plans here to either provide free energy to the world or to provide a weapon that's so powerful that you could vaporize any city at the speed of light. You don't have to worry about Star Wars or people hiding out in missile silos. I mean, you can just reach out and touch somebody from the other side of the globe and they're gone. 
you could see why the U.S. government might want to might wanted to have gotten their hands on this guy's papers after he died. It says not unexpectedly, many scientists have doubted the techn- feasibility of Tesla's wireless power. It goes on and talks about that for a little bit. I just think it, it gives some more history there. It just seems like. Um, this this is a temptation too big for the deep state to pass up. And when you see all of the deep state players involved in what happened with uh, this guy's papers after he died, and then the fact when they released him, those papers were redacted, so we don't even know what they actually say. But this notion that uh, Tesla created this death ray, which I think I think he would have rather thought of it as a life ray. To him, it was a source of free energy that, if it was uh, used in a in a different way. You could use it for defensive purposes. And I don't think he ever had the idea that he wanted to rule the world with it, other than to use it to maybe, you know, protect a free country. It opens up so many questions because we have to ask ourselves: Did did Tesla ever actually create this thing on, on some smaller level, and could it have been the reason for the uh, Tunguska event? I mean, this is the sort of thing that we would expect to happen with this. I don't know. I, I, but I, I found I found both those articles really interesting. I found it interesting that we have this connection, you know, from back in 1924 uh, uh, to the Trump family clear back then. And here we are uh, 100 years later, and we still cannot get the unredacted uh, work from Tesla. If all the plans that he talked about were like uh, John Trump said there, if it was just uh, his philosophical musings and, and, you know, his pipe dreams and, and trying to promote himself, then why not go ahead and release those uh, papers to the public? Why, why are they still redacted 100 years later? That's my question. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.